Welcome to Cabot Coverage, the podcast where three sisters and a beloved family friend discuss the crime-solving adventures of mystery novelist Jessica Fletcher on Murder, She Wrote. I'm Susanna. I'm Megan. I'm Glennis. And I'm Ashley. And tonight we're discussing A Fashionable Way to Die, which is episode one from season four and originally aired on the 20th of September, 1987. Our writer is Donald Ross, who's written 16 episodes, and he the ones he's written that we've watched are From Russia With Blood, The Error of Her Ways, Town Father, and A Body to Die For. So an interesting, some very well-liked ones and one particularly disliked one there. <laughs> so this is the season opener for season four. So we've got to be whisked away to an exotic locale, this time Paris, where <laughs> Jessica's visiting her friend Eva Taylor, played by Barbara Rush, who's launching a new fashion line at a show in Paris. Her business partner is a kind of creepy gangster called Maxim Suri, played by Lee Berger. Maxim's wife is Claudia Suri, played by Tina Elg. And his mistress is Valerie Bechet, played by Juliet Prowse. Valerie has a daughter called Kim Bechet, played by Daniel Brisboys, I think. And Valerie wants Kim in the show. Maxim is basically holding Eva Ransom for 50% of her business because her line is allegedly going to be really, really, really popular. And Eva feels like she has no choice. He's obviously cheating on Claudia and you know, Valerie is fine. Anyways, Eva's got an assistant called Peter Appleyard, played by Bill Byers. And one of the main models in the show is Lou Waters, played by Randy Brooks. So we get to the night of the fashion show. It all goes off without a hitch, except that Maxime is found shot in his room by Jessica, Eva, and Claudia Suri. So coming to investigate is Paris Inspector Hughes. Tennessee, played by Fritz Weaver. And he, he and Jessica starts working together to figure out what's happening. There's some stuff about there was one shot and claimed by a maid and then another shot that another maid said that she heard. Anyways, lots of back and forth. We can get into it. And it turns out that Lou Waters had shot Maxine because he was blackmailing her using photos that he'd taken when she'd first run away to Paris that were naked pictures Uh, but Lou didn't actually kill him. Who killed him was Valerie, his mistress, because she found out that he was going to run away to the Italian Riviera with her daughter, Kim. Um, So that's real bad. And so it kind of ends on a a bit of a dark note, although it sounds like Eva Taylor's line is going to be very, very popular. So our fun facts. This is uh, Juliet Prowse's last TV acting performance. Um, And then here's the second one. You might recall from the era of her ways that Donald Ross has a little quirk. Can you remember what that quirk is, Megan? Is this the jazz jazz musician? Yes. Yeah, okay. (laughs) Okay. Brace yourselves. Oh, God. So six of the characters from this one have names derived from jazz musicians or critics. Valerie and Kim Bechet are named after Sidney Bechet, who is a clarin- uh, clarinetist and soprano. Inspector Hugh Panacy is named after a French jazz critic called Hugh. Is it Hughes or Hugh? We don't know. Panacy. Officer Luder is named after Claude Luder, who was a French band leader who worked with Bechet. Okay. Um, although... Um, Bechet is actually American, but he spent the later part of his life in France. Um, Eva Taylor is named after 1920s jazz singer and wife of band leader Clarence Williams. And Lou Waters is named after male jazz trumpeteer who founded a New Orleans style revival band in San Francisco. So there you go. Okay. So we have three more (laughs) facts. Sorry. Uh, Juliet Prowse and Angela Lansbury both worked with Elvis. Juliet Prowse was in GI Blues in 1960, and Elvis played his, I mean, sorry, and Angela played his mother in Blue Hawaii in 1961. And then uh, this season premieres a rearranged intro without the hands going up and a push down the stairs. Most other parts updated for the next (laughs) few seasons. And then finally, 
at the end panacea wants to split the bill with jessica and he says oh your your part of the bill is 120 francs 120 francs is about 22 us dollars there you go <laughs> i like it he shocked. yeah i like that ending I did. <laughs> oh um can i add two fun facts to this Yes. Um, Barbara Rush, who plays Eva Taylor, went to UC Santa Barbara, which I, Glennis and I, that's our alumni. Oh, oh, wait. Well, alma mater. Alma, alma mater. mater. <laughs> alumni. We are alumni. We are alumni. We. That was rough. Alumni? And then um, this is sadly our last Fritz Weaver episode. We've done, this is the third and final for us, which I was I'm kind of sad about to be honest. It feels right to end with this one though. <laughs> <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Just because it's such a like memorable performance. Like this is, I think, the one that stands out the most. And then I had a question. I mean, it's kind of a anyhow. <laughs> is anyone in this episode French? Oh, hold on. I, I looked most of them up and i didn't see anyone someone south african by way of india yeah that's juliet prouse right that's all well, i know we were watching it and glennis went why is kim french but the mom isn't french and i was like no i think she is supposed to be french <laughs> yeah i think they were both supposed to be french <laughs> but why doesn't valerie have an accent well it is quite subtle but then some words she so says subtle. <laughs> whereas the daughter is not a subtle. lot yeah I know the guy that plays the MC, is he not actually French? The okay. MC for the fashion show. Mm. I think his first name was Jean. So I'm assuming okay. he was either French or maybe French Canadian or something. Um, his accent was the only one that felt plausible. Yeah, me. I mean, I don't want to be so hard on Kim, but oh man, her accent. <laughs> yeah that's tough it's really tough where is she from Cal i think california <laughs> i mean yeah it down the road like they filmed in paris though too i don't know if they did it looked it didn't look like a set there was one street with cobblestones and french flags i was like okay it seems like at least one scene was filmed in france or the base of the eiffel tower so I think they did what they did in Moscow or St. Petersburg, wherever from Russia with blood was set, where they did do external shots. And then they had shots of a person dressed up as Angela Lansbury running around oh, sort of okay. pretending. But, and I think the one shot you're talking about with the cobblestone students, I think might've been a set. It's a good set. I just gotta say. <laughs> yeah. The girl that played Kim is from New York. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. And she was a kid actor, like in All in the Family. Okay. And she also was in the band The New Radicals. Really? <gasps> really? But I don't what? know. I don't remember if she's in the video that, like, you get what you get. <laughs> yeah. I think isn't only he in that video. I, I don't know. Sing it again, Megan. Wait, Ashley, why are you wearing a bucket hat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back in. Am I Adidas tearaway pants? Wait, are, is, yes. are they back in? Yeah. Bucket hats? Yeah. 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 They're the rage this so summer. Are, remember those Steve Madden chunky black slip on sandals with mm -hmm. the stretchy on the top? Those are back in. Uh, I've seen jellies. I've seen jellies that you can yeah, buy. You're about five years beyond. Like, like jellies have been back for a minute. I know people can't wait to have sweaty feet, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that, that like squeaky sound. Oh God, they'll get all like clouded up. Yeah. I know. Yeah, like, I loved, um, I love those black like platform yeah, they like clip ons. I've seen a few like, and it's, it's such a look. It's like the high waisted, sort of um, stretchy, bell bottom black. 
pants or trousers Mm -hmm. with those sandals, a crop top, and sort of like a cropped uh, bomber jacket Mm. all around East London. Okay, interesting. And like, like lots of space buns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, loved a space fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, anyways, but yeah. So, so she's and no, and I looked her up. Like she, she's written, co-written songs for other people. Like she's had another career, and I feel kind of bad being harsh on her because I think she's only eighteen in this episode. Mm. But it was, yeah. And you know, I'm sure it wasn't her choice to have her hair be that way but it was it was also just <laughs> that whole character I mean, was a 80s? lot well i think like her hair looked good when it was down and it wasn't hairsprayed back it looked more 80s appropriate like feathered but when she did the whole hairspray thing it just looked like a very large football helmet what well, is interesting to look at because you're like how how is that constructed? Like, how do you get yeah. your hair to do that? Where it's like sort of wings out of the side, but they're like poofs almost out. And then it's mm-hmm. like, you must have to, I don't ha- think I have enough hair for it. Like to back comb and hairspray. I, don't know. I feel like the amount of people that have that look. You're saying I could do it? Yeah. <laughs> no, she, no she's saying you should do it yeah. <laughs> with your new pink hair i mean you should, like you know add in some clip extensions those things probably back in the day were just straight plastic so <laughs> <laughs> no i mean it was and then the scene where the other models are like showing her how to walk and she's like look i am walk i'm doing the walk and it's like mm-hmm. she's just kind of like stumbling over her feet and you're like <laughs> Just turn like a normal person. Don't yeah. use all your arms in it. I feel like the models didn't give her a hard enough time. Yeah. <laughs> like the one person says one thing, and then she kind of just seems like one of the gang because they're like, yeah. And she got like front placement at the end of the show, and no one. I mean, I thought Lou Waters as international superstar would be in the first place although the finale, Waters, french flag yeah <laughs> although lou i liked of those three dresses i liked lou waters the best uh-huh. well you can get in and out of it real quick because <laughs> yeah, no I, didn't, I didn't understand the like she was like oh and there's no clip in the back is she just talking about the like that um I think that's what she's saying I think what she's saying is you just literally slip it on yeah but then he she said how long would it take her to get out of the first dress and into this dress and he said 10 minutes I was like that's a long time at a fashion show I was like I'm assuming it's I thought he was gonna say 30 seconds I mean (laughs) like I think once you're out of the dresses it's you know, I did love the backstage at the fashion show. Though. Yeah. I love that kind of like chaotic thing. Yeah, I mean, it was so great. That jumpsuit that was like galactic. The unitard, the silver unitard. <laughs> with like the waist cape. I mean, I want to walk around with a waist cape. Pinch that on either end and just be like strut, strut, strut. strut. I actually really like the velvet dress that Lou oh, Waters what? wore with all the, with the oh. pearls. And they were like, oh, for you cost conscious ladies, pearls are included. And everyone was I like, know. Oh. but no, actually the dress with the waist cape and the, that was like a one piece. I didn't, when I saw it from the back at first, I was like, oh, that's really cute. And then I wasn't sure when they turned around if I liked it. And I was like, no, you know what? I still, I still like it. <laughs> I all the sequence it. dresses were nice. Yeah. Like, I mean, to be honest, like you're right, Ashley, like even the ones I was sort of teasing about in my mind, <laughs> I thought looked good. And I just love that Eva had those huge glasses on and she's going around, you know, yanking people into dresses, like fixing their hair. Like there was something so, I just the sort of, movement amongst them i actually thought that was like i know skissa whatever but it's like i actually thought that was quite a good bit of direction because you kind of knew where everybody was you kind of knew what was happening you knew when maxime left and 
it it all really made sense even though there's a lot of I just thought that was quite fun you no know and I loved there it was like a montage of the different fashions which I loved and then people clapping I, 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 I love I mean okay spoiler alert I've never been to a fashion show I don't know if they still do this where they're where they say oh this is item number xyz I don't oh so I with you're Megan you tell a fib I can tell you right now you have been to a fashion show back in the day our grandma had a friend that regularly modeled for one of the department stores in LA. And we went and sat this, it was, cause I've been to Are a fashion sure show. I was there. Cause I know she <sighs> modeled. Yeah, I, I don't know if I was there. Did, were you and not is there? Is that more of a showcase for, for people to buy the product to stock their stores? So that's what I felt like this was not a fashion show, like a- Yes, because you're right. If you're a fashion go- model for Bullock, I think. I think it was, was it Bullocks or was it? No, you're right. I, I think magnet. it was Bullocks. Or was it iMag? I don't remember. So I've, so I've been to a fashion show where you stood at this, where you sat at the side and what you're seeing are not pieces you can buy. There are okay. pieces that are just for inspiration. I mean, this was like a student led one. So I imagine nothing ever came of it. And actually, um, yes, anyways, but the, but the, um, one I'm talking about was more like this, where you're sat around tables, at, you're, you're sat at, at a cabaret style is what this is, where you're around, around tables um, and you're watching pieces that you can then buy off the rack, which is, I'm assuming what you write, Eva Taylor stuff was. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was for a certain clientele. I felt like wasn't so dissimilar from this group of ladies that was in the crowd. Yes. And they would have been a little cost conscious about whether they could get the pearls or not. But yeah, it's like, it isn't, you're right. It's not like Paris Fashion Week stuff. It's not yeah, like- Yeah, I just wondered you know. if that was something that they still did. I mean, and now we're talking about, I feel like I went when I was at Burke's with a friend whose sister or something was going to be in like a, I don't know. It a was a charity, fashion charity fashion show. I can't, I can't remember the name of the, the group. But anyhow, they, it yeah. I don't even know if I was like allowed. Like, you know, like okay, <laughs> they're like you can't afford this. Get out. I was like, I'm ten. Well, because when you go to one of these high end ones, it's like you're just you're looking. It's like mostly people spotting trends, right? So they're like, yeah. oh, everybody's wearing polka dots or whatever. But it's like for this sort of thing, you're like it's direct to clients. So it's, so yeah, so sorry, getting back to your question, Megan, I would assume they would give you numbers so you could then go place your pre-orders for those yeah, dresses. Yeah, that's, that's a good idea. So that she could then have them to know how many to make and what size and all that sort of stuff. I loved them. I mean, like an 80s fashion montage is always going to be Amazing. just, yeah. yeah. It's like the one from 90210. Oh, pink number with like whatever the black rose was on the shoulder. I liked that. I liked that. I wanted it. I'll never wear it, but I liked every every. Yeah, no, there were. I mean, I kind of wish I would have gone back and rewatched that scene because I thought, although I, we can get into this more later. I did not care for that long white dress with the bow in the back. Mm. That was part of the France. Uh, flag oh yeah <laughs> I thought the first one with the like green velvet and the gold lame skirt was uh, a lot as, you know it's it like where very, do you wear um, that yeah it would remind me of made to order you know what you should do Susanna is instead of a <laughs> uh, photo clip is a video clip of that yeah that's a good yeah. idea yeah yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll work on it I'll work on the tech. It'll take about a thousand <laughs> hours to upload to Facebook, but hashtag worth it. And I, yeah, I I enjoyed this episode. I like all the fashion stuff is really fun. It is, although when we got to the end, Glennis went, oh, that was sad. And I was like, yeah. I know it's the one thing yeah. about this episode is like, because also I would say, I know we haven't, we're going to get to best dress later. Eva's outfits are so nice. Like the dress she has, I know she wears some quite 
dominant um like kind of statement necklaces but the that jacket with the the white jacket with the gray and the hat is beautiful i mean so beautiful underneath it was terrible but the jacket and hat (laughs) well and now i know we get into fashion usually later but i was really on the fence with this one outfit she wears she wears it actually kind of for a lot of the episode with the blue kind of long sleeve shirt with the blue and red necklaces and then the Mm. hat when they're having lunch on top of the eiffel tower yeah (laughs) yeah that's what was under i think that's what's under the window pane okay okay so i want to clarify i i liked it when it was just the like when i saw it from from waist up but then they had a full body shot and it was basically a sack like it was like a moo moo so it was a long shirt that came around like mid thigh and then a long ankle length silk skirt in the same material gosh i remember liking that yeah (laughs) i love a formless outfit i liked it when it when i thought it was just like maybe like a top and like trousers but like the sort of (laughs) yeah i mean yeah, I wasn't sure because then Jessica, what Jessica's wearing when they're having lunch, I thought was really cute. She oh, was in pink. Oh, yeah. I didn't you that. didn't like it? I loved it. I didn't. I'm with Ashley in terms of the shape, but I thought the color was really nice on her. So I liked it. Great. No. Okay, it's fine. Oh, all right. Hashtag fashion. Hashtag look it up. Ooh, <laughs> hashtag it can't be found in that outfit. <laughs> I you, they were going for quite a strong lapel, which is like a Coco Chanel la, kind of looking lapel, where it's real heavy on the front. And I felt like she normally does a softer lapel that I think doesn't look quite so heavy. So I kind of half agree with Ashley and half agree with. Glenna. It just felt very like claustrophobic. That color and then it. like the jacket and skirt and then the placement of the scarf. It just felt very like stuffy it didn't I look was, comfortable uh, i was pretty into it <laughs> i loved later on she wears an orange blazer with like this pinned scarf and it's kind of pinned up her shoulder like something like that which i really liked this episode also has another murder she wrote trope that i very much enjoy which is the giant hotel rooms <laughs> i mean <laughs> She's staying in the intercontinental as well. That is expensive. Like yeah. the fact that she has like a suite there. I was like, and then Eva Taylor has to go home. I was like, can't Eva just stay in your hotel? Right, <laughs> you probably right. have another room. Oh, and did they ever say how they knew each other? No. Okay. Uh-uh. Just old friends. Like it was one of those, we've been friends long enough. <laughs> we don't yeah. have to say it. We yeah. don't have to talk about how we met anymore. And like, why couldn't she just ask Jessica for the money? I think she just got embarrassed. No, I got it. And I think at that point, you're supposed to assume that she's already sort of entangled in it. Mm, Yeah. 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 Like there really isn't a way out. Well, when Jessica goes, listen, a good lawyer can break that contract. No problem. Why is everybody (laughs) trying to break contracts all the dang time? (laughs) You're on Maxim Suri's. (laughs) But I'm like, first we're back in Jim Randall trying to break his contract. And then everybody's trying to break contracts. And Jessica's like, I applaud that. I don't think you should be tied in to... She's like, I know a guy. I've broken a lot of contracts. <laughs> no, but at least in this one, it does seem like it's a bad contract, you know? Oh, yeah. I mean, you don't want her. But in the other one, where the guys are trying to get out of the contract, you're like, these seem pretty straightforward. <laughs> <laughs> and like, not bad. Yeah. Um, and I also love another party scene. And it was like party leading up to the fashion show. That's always a favorite. There was so much like whining and dining yes. and like just having a, like the fact, is there a Jules Verne restaurant? <laughs> no. <laughs> that was like. Ashley's like, yes, I've been there many times. <laughs> no, that one was painful. I was just like, that was for the American audience. Like, <laughs> Wait, guys, I'm not, I did not know this. It says that there isn't a Jules Verne restaurant on the Eiffel Tower. 
Well, I did look like the entrance looked real. Like when they were oh. filming it, it looked like That's a what real it, it did. Face. I just I didn't think there was any restaurant. It felt like... gimmicky. Well, it would be like being like, oh, we're in New York. Why don't you meet me for lunch at Times Square? <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> Like what they did in Seattle with the restaurant below the uh, Space Needle. Although they didn't go to the Space Needle. That's true. And if he was really treating a guest, people used to come visit me. I'm like, guys, we're going to the Space Needle. I want to go to this restaurant. It looks really good. And it has a Michelin star. It has a Michelin star? Okay, wait, wait. So it's in one of the legs. It's on the second floor. How have we, we, how have we not known this? I don't know. I'm like, is it new? Okay. In fairness to us, the last time we went to Paris, we went to the Eiffel Tower, but there were so many people queued up. I'm not sure we would have been able to see the base of the legs. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I'm well, not we, sh- we went up it though, right? I mean, I remember at some point I've been, uh, maybe not to the top, but at least we went up to wherever the elevator takes. I don't think the elevator takes you all the way to the top. Does it takes you like oh, to the okay. to sort of just below the top? When it when it was um, formed, but it said, like I mean, the first chef was succeeded in 1983. Okay. So all the so all the three or sorry four chefs who came after each other were awarded Michelin uh, Michelin stars. Huh. Do does it say who the chefs are? Yes, yeah, so, um, Joel Byrne <laughs> uh, has been since 2019. Uh, has been led by Chef uh, Frederic Anton, who was succeeded by who's who succeeded Louis Grandard in 1993, okay. Alex Rex in 1992, and Alain Duquesne in 2007. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Well, okay, you learn something new every day. I mean, that is, that is like, it's interesting that a place that does not need to sell the quality of the food to get patrons invests in the food. That feels, something about that feels very French. Like, that they're like, you're going to come, you're going to pay a lot of money, but you're going to have a really nice meal. You know what? We should ask Father Dad about this. Because I'm sure they would have known about this, but like, they're like, we're not taking you kids there. Right. <laughs> yeah, a waste of money. <laughs> we're no, yeah, we're not, we're no fools. But come on. I'm going to text mom. Oh no, I wish I would have written down. A, I didn't, I wasn't fast enough. I could have rewound it, but hit the French title of what basically is the corpse dance at midnight. Oh, I wrote it down. Okay. Oh, it was part of it. It was like the lady who like promenades yeah. after <laughs> the sun has set. It, it was the damsel who danced and was buried at dawn okay. was what he said. Something That's, like that. Yeah. Just after, or just before dawn. Yeah. Just there, was, <laughs> there was like a lot of words. <laughs> yeah, but it's also, it was also um, like they were having this like goofy back and forth and there was like a widow mourning like standing right next to them yeah. like in the same room. Was it in the same room or was it back at the... <laughs> No, she was still stood. No, no, it was in the room, and she was sitting <laughs> there. And- dead husband, and they're like joking around back and forth about <laughs> That's book like title in the one where they're in the property development thing at Juniper Lake, and Amos is just going off about the dead husband and the wife <laughs> crying right yeah. in front of him. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> oh my god, I would argue that this is. I know I said this is the third Fritz Weaver episode, but I think it's the third one where he's hit on her. He didn't very much in Headless Horseman. Totally did in Tough Guys Don't Die. Or whatever. He kissed her on the hand. That's yeah, like a lot of physical and here contact. I felt like there Jessica. was so much flirting. I mean, he was number one fan for sure. Yeah. Oh, 100%. yeah he, and he, like, I don't know. I mean, she schooled him twice, but he, like, took it pretty well. Yeah. He did take it well. Also, Fritz Weaver came to play. You know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah. he is like, you want me to be a French detective? No problem. I got this. Bonjour. <laughs> He's like, how you say? Like, uh oh, uh oh. What I was gonna say about the Jules Fern, by the way, really quickly, was it just <laughs> reminds me of that episode, of, <laughs> a series of episodes, I think. Obviously, nine hundred two and zero, 
where Donna and Brenda, they go to Paris and they go to the restaurant and they order the food. Yeah. And she goes, Donna, it's friends. <laughs> 100%. Yeah, I think about that. <laughs> I like more than I should. When maybe it was something from Merger, like in Paris. Have you been to Paris? Like the way that they say Paris. That sounds like 90210. That does sound like 90210. Like, have you been to Paris? I'm pretty sure one of them hooks up with a French guy. <laughs> well, and then Brenda pretends to be French and is like becomes friends with Dean Kane. Right. And her French <gasps> accent is yes. Yeah. That's what it is. So uh, we get a text back from mom and dad. Okay. Yeah, it's like, wait, do you guys know the restaurant in Tower? <laughs> Yeah, Le 58 to her Eiffel is there, and also Le Jules Verne. Uh, I think there is a very top Panda Express. Did <laughs> <laughs> he dad said that? Yeah, he said, I think at the very top is the Panda Express. Sure that's right. The first right. But <laughs> I wish there was a Panda Express at the top of the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> a bit risky, though, isn't it? <laughs> Ease, but also okay like if we had known that we i feel like we would have demanded it oh, oh yeah you're not gonna want to go to a michelin star restaurant as like a 10 year old you're gonna no. be like take me to that panda express <laughs> so this just validates that they knew yeah they knew <laughs> no when i was like seven or 18 18 or, or 19 we were in the uk and you can drink alcohol at 18 in the uk I really wanted like a pina colada or something. Oh and my we were god! In, we were in England or Scotland, and I found out there was a TGI Fridays nearby, and I made us all go to the TGI Fridays <laughs> so I could get like a like it was like a pina colada, or, like a strawberry daiquiri, or, like a mudslide, whatever. One of those like oh. like yes. <laughs> It's all coming up, Megan. Get into a pub, and you're like, I'd like a pina colada. <laughs> They're like, we've got pale ale. <laughs> like, <laughs> I think it was like before I went to college when I learned that I was going to be drinking beer pretty much 24 7. You know, it was like, right. When you're first drinking something you're like, fancy, yeah, pina well, you want colada. something sweet. You want something sweet and something that tastes like sort of pudding. Like, it's like it's like that scene in Hot Fuzz where he goes to the pub and he's like, "Do you have any wine?" And they're like, yeah, "We've got uh, a yeah. red or uh, white." <laughs> I mean, he's like, "I'll have a beer, please." I mean, I'm sure mom and dad were like, "We are so annoyed right now." It's like TJ Fridays, yes. It's <laughs> like when you're little, you just like some. Oh no, I know 18's not little, but it's like you want something familiar, like a teenager's still sort of a oh, kid. And I remember when I studied abroad in Rome, like the pasta was amazing, but like all there was 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 pasta all the time. And eventually, after you know five months of living there, me and my roommates are like, we just want a burger. Yeah, TJ Fridays. I probably paid like the most I've ever paid for a burger just to have a mediocre burger <laughs> no when I was in when I was in Paris that there was a bar near us it was like a it was food and a bar but it was it was called Mustang Cafe I don't know if it's still there and it was Tex-Mex Tex-Mex that feels like a right choice well no it's like we went to dublin and there's a johnny rockets equivalent that's called eddie rockets and <laughs> did we eat there yes we did and it was like why are we having burgers and milkshakes like right. a long weekend I in mean, dublin sometimes you just want to do it really, like i don't crave those things normally or really ever but guys great know. news i think the mustang cafe is still there <laughs> i just found it <laughs> this is for a younger crowd don't go if you want a serious conversation this is for a younger oh my god that's like the it crowd where moss recommends he's like oh you gotta go to this restaurant it's called missy joe's and they're like messy joe's and he's like yeah it's a new restaurant people love it and they get there and it's like a kid's restaurant called messy joe's oh. <laughs> jen takes a date there it's fantastic 
Well, that was like when when um, my friend was playing uh, soccer with one of his friends. And he's like, oh, yeah, like, there's a really great bar down the road. It's called Alberoni. <laughs> oh, no, the and old Alberoni. A bar called All Bar One. Uh, <laughs> Alberoni, I like it. Alberoni. But they say it to make it sound fancier than... And don't get me wrong, it's a nice chain. I mean, there's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's you know, it's, it's nice enough. So, yeah, we're in the fancy world of modeling. Not only like fashion and stuff, but fashion in Paris, mm. where Eva Taylor, after so many disappointments, is just <laughs> <laughs> like, oh dear, <laughs> oh dear. Like, yeah, finally hitting it, hitting on, and you know what? You can do anything at any age because it's like I she's did obviously like that message. Yeah. Well, and like, and the thing was, like, she is older, but the episode never treats it as like pathetic or so. You know what I mean? It's like, this is her dream. She's achieving it. Jessica's making it happen for her. The whole time, Valerie keeps being like, I was worried Maxine was going to like go for it. And you're like, oh, this is just a really attractive, like, middle aged lady. So it's yeah. interesting that she's seen as like, good looking, good at her job, capable person. And it's never like, isn't it a bit sad that this old lady thinks she can make it in fashion? And they all love her. Yeah, Peter's like super supportive. That's her assistant. But Peter's like it's, an angel. He's yeah, so love lovely. Peter. I know and I read, I read up on him and I was so sad. Yeah, no, it is sad. Too. Um, but I really liked his character. I did too. I thought he was really nice. I mean, yeah. Well, Lou likes her. They yeah, all like know. her. I mean, sorry, Megan, go on. Oh, it's kind of, un- well, related to Lou. I thought <laughs> Lou Waters, it's not up there in the upper echelon, but it's kind of up there in the names of like Gordon LaMonica. It'll I love Lou you. Waters. Yeah. I remembered that that was her name. <laughs> That that was her name, like apart from watching. I was like, I know that the, the model's name is Lou Waters. It's called like Lou. the Lofty Heights. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna write down Gordon Lamonica and Lou Waters is like all star names because yes. they really are all star names. Like and those I know are it won't great. Come up a lot, but I don't know if you wrote down, but like whether we ever get someone, there will never be anyone as high up as this, but like in the David Tolliver realm. <laughs> No. Well, well in the, no. from this episode? No, no, I didn't think there was one in this episode, but like just in future episodes. I mean, if there is, yikes. You know who I'd like to make an argument for? Mm-hmm. You remember that guy in the episode? It, well, first of all, Alan Thicke's in it and he's bad, but the guy who's pretending to be his own agent and yes. he likes okay, the but- girl. Yes. I know he's not creepy, but he's annoying. And I just feel like it's on the same level. He's in, he could be a Jonathan David Tolliver crossover almost. Just because he's kind of, I guess he's not really creepy. I mean, Alan Thicke in that episode is creepy. Yeah. Creepy. But mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Yeah. I know, I, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, Lou Waters. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's it sad at the end. And that makes Kim an even bigger jerk. I know, but she's only 18. Yeah. I mean, you know, and she's trying to get away and, you know, she, you know, we'll get into the age I thing. I don't like her. Yeah. No, and you you like the mom. I, I did. Yeah, I, I, I did. liked and Valerie. I, I liked her singing. I did like the jazz, the jazz club scenes. I don't know. I thought those were, she has a wonderful voice. If Beautiful it was her voice, singing. Yeah. yeah. It was nice. She, well, I would have thought, I mean, this is what annoys me about these episodes. It's like this one guy who's controlling all these women and making their lives all like Claudia. He's making his, her life miserable because he's cheating on her. Valerie, because he's sort of stringing her along all these years. Lou, because he's blackmailing her. Eva, because he's basically stealing from her. And then Kim, whose life he's going to ruin because she's young and impressionable. And it's like, you kind of end it being like, is it fair that Valerie has to go to jail for like, well, I mean, it's never right to kill anybody, obviously. <laughs> of course, I'm not saying that. But he's so horrible. You're yeah. like, yeah. No, and it's weird. Like, why would all these women be fighting over this guy? He's, I guess, kind of rich-ish. Well, I guess you, it's like, 
the wife is so fine about the affair with Valerie. Doesn't seem bothered by, in fact, tries to protect Valerie when she thinks that she's the one who left the button in his room. You know, she tries to protect yeah. her. And Valerie, it's like, she does say she's jealous, but that's not why he, she's stopping him from going off with Kim. She's stopping him because he's going to ruin her life. And he yeah. doesn't, she does not want that for her daughter. So it's like, I would say that none of them like him at all, but they just are all sucked into his world. Like no yeah. one is fighting for him. They're all, you know, probably capable of killing. I mean, Lou tries to shoot him and Valerie. So half right. of the women try to kill him at least. So yeah. And they and like, and I don't like the way that they paint the daughter as being so dumb. Yeah. Like yeah. That sort of the, like it just feels very predatory. And like the other women seem kind of with it. And then yeah. Yeah, I I mean he's he's bad. I mean mm-hmm. Can I ask you a question that this is a genuine question that I don't know the answer to. So, you know Lou wears Eva's jacket when she goes to shoot Maxime, which is why people think that it's Eva because she's wearing her coat and her hat. When you shoot a gun, <laughs> would would that not make your clothes smell? especially like a revolver like that, like the gunshot, like the residue or something, would that not make your clothes smell? I would think so. I mean, I know they do gunpowder residue tests, but I thought that's mostly on skin, like on right. hands. Because you have to be in close proximity. Is that why yeah, but like I, clothes I are too know. far away? Yeah. I don't know if they do that on clothes as well. I mean, I'm sure they do. It seems like they would, but yeah. I don't know if it smells per se, but I mean, there's residue. I think there's probably gunpowder residue that you can't get rid of, but I'm not sure about a scent. Cause yeah. I would have just thought that that would be like a dead giveaway. If they like looked at the clothes, the buttons missing, they test the, that there wouldn't be a smell on it, but maybe you're right. Maybe there isn't. I actually don't, I don't know. I mean, it's like, well, and why would, did they explain this? Maybe I missed it, but why would Lou frame uh, Eva she didn't she didn't I think she just she just grabbed whatever was available okay, okay. that's what she I just wanted to cover up so people because she's famous but she did even say she didn't mean to to okay. uh, implicate uh, Eva in it <laughs> okay this one thing I'm just gonna mention this now because it's a background thing but it did make me giggle at the beginning when we're sort of panning through the streets of Paris and there's all the like art artists and stuff and people are crowding around and there's an artist doing a draw a painting of a lady with red hair and her red hair in real life was like relatively poofy but the red hair in the painting really <laughs> amplified that for her which I enjoyed um what do we think of the name the tailored look spelled that way I kind of liked it. Yeah, it I didn't mind it okay I, I liked don't know it. if all of her clothes were <laughs> tailored like when I say tailored look I kind of think more like structure yeah uh, like suits and stuff but that's fine. And that the blue flouncy dress was definitely not tailored. <laughs> the unitard was. Oh, that unitard. Sure. That was not going to be too forgiving. No. She could not bend in any direction. Yeah. But also to wear like head to toe spandex or like or whatever it was you know like what? that. Yeah, it's worth it for that waist cape. <laughs> I mean, you're right. The waist cape was everything. Whirl factor on that waist cape. I mean, what sort of event is an outfit like that for? Any a wedding party, <laughs> a barbecue, wedding. opera. You okay. show up to a wedding. Brunch, you know, first day of work. <laughs> for, first day of work, you show up in head to toe like where you're like I'm it's ready. got a waistcape like i'm both overdressed and underdressed yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah there was a woman um at a family friend of ours office and she did say she wore a purple lycra unitard <laughs> to work with a sweater over it and I thought, I don't know if the sweater is sufficient. Yeah. Is she a gymnast? Yeah. <laughs> no, does she work at a gym? No. It was an office. 
well you know I was like trying to think I'm like lycra unitard I know I've like heard that before and people warn it but yeah it was just this one off and um this family friend had to discuss with that woman what appropriate office no oh oh that's rough this was in the early 90s okay that's much much different I like I hate when people tell me tales of the discussion with people of appropriate work outfits because it makes me feel sick when people say it not because it's like objectify you know or anything like that it's like just that it feels like such a sensitive conversation to have with somebody like I had a friend who's they had a receptionist who kept wearing this was when they were really popular so this is like over 10 years ago but shorts where you could see the outline of her like her butt cheek hung under the short the bottom of the short so you could actually see yeah you could see like her her physical butt cheek not through the shorts like (laughs) actual and they had to (laughs) and I get it you can't it's not appropriate for work. I mean, no. it's, you know, it isn't, but it's also like the idea of sitting down with someone being like, your shorts are too short. It's like, uh, oh God, oh I would, God. I would be right. I remember my first day in London, I won't say the company, but they, um, everyone was like, oh my God, you're moving to London. It's like the fashion capital, second to, you know, New York and so many other cities that I don't want to get in trouble for um so <laughs> I was like okay like I gotta be like really sensible about like what I wear I I can't remember what I, I think I wore like a dress and like some nice shoes or whatever and I walk in and one of the EAs was wearing hot pants high-waist hot pants fishnets that are, were ripped and those big um what were they Sam Edelman chunky lace-up boots wow okay. yeah uh-huh. and yep. I'm like and like a like very jaggedly cut crop top Uh and I was like okay I mean you know she looked great she had the body for it but I was like not not really what I expected cool i know it's so hard i mean for me i'm like i get stressed out if i like wear jeans i'm like are jeans acceptable (laughs) here or do i need to be wearing something that's not jeans but oh my god oh sorry i yeah i don't know why that's just such a like i think it's because i used to work somewhere with quite a strict yeah yeah i i remember like when i was finishing uni i was like i really like fancy myself like a working girl with like tailored suits and like pencil skirts and all that stuff and uh, the job interviews that I went for were largely like insurance and finance like that was all that and then I got a job at a creative advertising firm and I was like oh they're all wearing jeans like how uncivilized and then (laughs) after a day I was like oh this is great (laughs) I mean yeah all right episode beats Thunder weather, no. Secret doors, closet hiding. I said no. I mean, yeah, you're right. Poisoning, bludgeoning, bludgeoning, bludgeoning. Am I saying that right? Bludgeoning, bludgeoning, bludgeoning. Shooting. Phone wire cut. No. She shaking. No. Window peep yes jessica peeps through her window at claudia suri sneaking that button into her pocket when she goes back to his room um fake name id no uh the fun slash cop quirk we have hugh panacy who's very french and he talks about himself in the third person i think that's like a big yeah um cop chemistry i said putty oh i thought a lot i thought I thought oh. sig- significant. Yeah, he liked her, but then the fact that he made her split the bill with him at the end, I felt like maybe it was just That's friends. part of the, like, quirk. Yeah, right, you're right. That was very funny. Um, yeah. Like, at such a serious moment as well. Like, they're arresting this woman for, like, protecting her daughter, and they're like, yeah, we have to split the bill. <laughs> <laughs> the moment after she leaves, they're like, isn't this music great? <laughs> I know they're like what a beautiful song. Um, businessy business, fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fashion. 
Do we ever come back to the world of fashion? Does anybody remember? Yes. Do you remember the one? It's a it's a '90s one. It's actually not bad. I don't. The main thing I remember about it is I don't want to spoiler it. But yes, we definitely do. I'll have to try to remember. Um. Okay. Age ain't nothing but a number. Here we go. Oh God, I'm scared. Yeah, you should be a little bit. I'll save the worst for the last. Okay. Really quick, it's called Murder a la Mode. It's from 1995. And um, there's like smuggling and murder and- Ice cream? Who's in it? Uh, (laughs) Sorry, Megan, I'll look it up in a second. I mean, this one lady whose face you'll definitely recognize, but actually everyone else. I'll have a look. Okay. Um, it does sound familiar. Um, Peter, Peter Appleyard, okay. 32. Okay. Hugh Panacee, 61. Uh, Marie the Maid was 39. Now, here's an interesting one. Hugh, uh, Lou Waters was 31. Okay. So when she ran away from home seven years ago, she was 24. <laughs> <laughs> Susanna, you can't do the numbers that way. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, you can. You, you can. can. <laughs> um, okay. So we have those. Now, here we have uh, the ladies in Maxine's life. Claudia was 57. Okay. Valerie was 51. Eva was 60. Maxime was 69 and Kim was 18 which means 51 years older than her there's no there's no kissing or scripted anything it was just implied through the purse correct correct yeah if the purse hadn't have been in his room I think we wouldn't have known we wouldn't have well you you maybe could assume he was planning something but i don't think you right. would have thought something had already happened maybe it hadn't um but even i mean valerie is already 18 years younger yeah. than him um the only right. one who's like relatively <laughs> appropriate is eva because she's 60 so she's only nine years younger than him oh okay so the Jonathan scale, absolutely not. Peter is not a Jonathan. I uh, very briefly was worried, but then I wrote out some reasons he's not. No, he definitely wasn't. Peter absolutely wasn't. He was a capable young man. Yes. He was a good. He was a good friend and a good employee. I did write. He's more capable than a Jonathan. And I liked his satin shirt. His black yeah. satin shirt. It was in yep. the beginning. He was like, Givenchy, move over. And I was like, uh-oh. But then it ended up being okay. <laughs> Your Jonathan meter was like, beep, 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 Yeah, and then, then it went all the way back down. Well, but then yeah. he's he's like running the show and stuff. Yeah. And like, yeah. um, petite feet, we did have flashbacks, but there wasn't any petite feet. Smooches, no. Familial ties, no. Eyes close, head shake, no, although it, there is a real morose feeling at the end of this episode where everybody's yeah. kind of like, that was a bummer. Well, she's singing like sad songs and... Well, and it's just like the fact that, you know, that's where this ended up yeah. feels sad. Remind me why she changed venue. Well, what he'd done is he'd moved her to this fancy place for the weekend, but it was so she was distracted that weekend while he whisked Kim off to the Italian Riviera. Got it. Okay. Because oh, he was a terrible man. <laughs> so there we go. Terrible. Yeah. Just awful. Okay. Fave outfit, worst outfit. Mm, Glennis. I don't think you often start us off with fashion. Let's do it. The cat suit with the. <laughs> I mean, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to take a picture of it and then superimpose your head on it so that you can. No, I had a lot. Um, I liked both Jessica and Eva's outfits when they first meet up. Um, I know the Jessica outfit was a bit controversial, but okay. <laughs> and I loved Eva's striped coat and the hat, and I loved the shirt and beaded necklace like from waist up the whole look I wasn't a huge fan of um and then at the end Jessica had a red and black 
blouse with like pearls around it that I thought was really nice. Worst outfit? I didn't really have one. Um, probably something from the fashion show. I mean, it was a, a range, but yeah. We definitely went through it at the fashion show. I mean, yeah. highs and lows, I think. Uh, Megan, what about you? Yeah, least favorite was either Kim's red dress or the long white sparkly dress mm. with the bow at the back. And yeah, I had a lot of favorites. Um, I kind of, I mean, since it hasn't been said, I kind of liked Claudia Suri's outfit that was kind of a lot going on it was like shiny and flowery and there was a green necklace I was like I kind of love it the fashion show this yeah jumpsuit with the jacket I actually like that one too Susanna's making a mean face at me but I kind of enjoyed it I'm I'm so so shocked Megan I'm actually honestly I was like oh this is kind of like fun this is fun I liked it it definitely was fun yes go Oh, and then um, Lou Waters wore kind of a beige short sleeve shirt with blue underneath that I, when she was asking for the money that I was, I don't know, kind of like that too. Yeah. Okay. Ashley, what about you? Um, I think I liked most of the outfits that everyone mentioned. Um, I really liked Valerie Bichette's um, sort of black dress. I think she wears one at the beginning and then mm-hmm. she wears... Um, something similar at the end with that sort of high collar and her hair she just looked really great and I liked Peter's black satin shirt mm-hmm. um, and worst outfit would be uh, um, Kim's hair yeah I think we can all agree on that yeah I think that is <laughs> my I I agree there were lots of good outfits I actually really liked almost everything Valerie wore she had a green blouse with green trousers I can't tell if she just was quite a glamorous lady and could kind of pull off all these outfits and at the end that big slitted skirt was lovely um I liked Eva Taylor's white coat I said that already um and yeah Lou Waters had a lot of cool almost like army style jackets and trousers like with that kind of khaki that green khaki that she obviously looked amazing in. Um, my myself and funnily enough was Claudia's (laughs) (laughs) double set only because you know what that's not fair I think the worst thing about that outfit was her haircut because mm. they cropped it super short for some reason and it just with that that kind of big statement outfit it just didn't kind of suit really anyways um okay biggest hunk yeah we got a lot of good looking people in this episode Ashley what do you think biggest hunk I'd say Valerie Bichette or um, Peter, and I wrote his last name. Appleyard. Appleyard. Those are mine. Okay. Uh, uh, Glynis, what about you? I was going to say um, <clears throat> the inspector. Interesting. Megan, what about you? I think I have to go Valerie. Okay. I'll, I would probably say Valerie, but actually Eva looked great in this episode too. I that thought she true. looked That's really true. good. Um, and Peter, obviously, like, it's so nice to have, like, a nice normal man on the show. <laughs> Sometimes you go, well, that's not a Jonathan, and also that's not, like, a horrible, like, person. Like, it's just, like, we go through so many episodes where, like, the the beacon of, like, malehood is, like, either Mort or Seth, <laughs> or, like, maybe even Amos, but it's, like, all the other people all the other men are always awful so it's just nice to have like a nice guy in the mix anyways uh jb burns megan i didn't really have it i mean i guess when she tells him that he's again arrested the wrong woman that's that's the only one i can come up with (laughs) uh (laughs) ashley what about you I didn't have any, the only thing I actually, the only quote I wrote down was when she's talking to Eva, Eva, and she says, let's go talk money. (laughs) I liked that. Yeah, but the way she said it, I was like, I'll talk money with Jessica. (laughs) She's like, money talks. So let's go talk money. Like, oh, right, okay. 
Because Jessica's like, I have a billion dollars. Glynis, what about you? So it wasn't a burn, but I liked when she said, I'm such a diplomat. I switched from, and I can't remember the brand of sparkling water beforehand, but she's like, I switched from blank to Perrier halfway through the flight. <laughs> oh yeah. It was a yeah. good, it was a good uh, joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, do you remember what the brand of sparkling water was? I only heard Perrier. Yeah. Like, I, yeah, like, yeah. I have a diplomat. I from this to this halfway through the flight. And then I liked when the cop was trying to explain to her that like he's thought of everything and he's like he's like look i boiled it down boiled the ragu down to the simple <laughs> meat potatoes yeah <laughs> i i liked when he said someone was saying something like either eva or claudia were saying something about the murder and he was like thank you for your opinion <laughs> i did think that was really good fave guest star ashley what do you think fave guest star hmm I'd say Valerie Bichette. Okay. Uh, Megan. Fritz Weaver. Okay. Glynis. Yeah, Fritz Weaver. I think, I think it's tough. Uh, Is it a cop out to say both? (laughs) It is, isn't it? Yeah, it is okay. I think they're both very good. I actually think this episode's full of. Yeah, Eva's really good too. Like. Eva's good Lou Waters is like sort of interesting like because she actually just seemed like a like a Mm -hmm. that kind of style model at that time um I like the other models (laughs) yes I love them just like chatting away I thought that was good um anyways Glynis's guess Glynis who'd you guess oh I was all over the shop I guessed Peter and then I guessed as soon as I guess Peter it was then him saying that in fairness to you we hadn't let it run long enough no it's for true. you to I, make I, a I, proper I guess and then I guessed uh the famous model no Kim sorry I guess Kim it was. <laughs> yeah were you surprised that there was a second bit I should have known but like with the 20 minutes between gunshots but hey ho <laughs> <laughs> um okay so fave moment overall ranking Ashley why don't you start us off uh I think my moment my fave moments were the fashion show and when Valerie is singing I also like the ending with the little funny ending with the splitting and the check um I'd say overall ranking I do like this episode and it's one that I remember very distinctly I'd say an eight okay uh glennis what about you oh oh we're guessing we're gonna megan what do you think glennis said i think glennis might give this oh wait you've written it down right uh, yeah i think glennis might give this a seven okay ashley that's what i think only because of the fashion yeah I, yeah i it's funny because i feel like she liked it but i also don't feel like overwhelmed by her like critique so i'll say six <laughs> she's gonna say four now let's see the number drum roll please uh no i um i actually i did a bit of a cop out this time but i i went a half score we're all right no because i did i think i would have really liked the stuff i think i would have given it a high seven for me which is you know yeah like, that's a glen is 12 you know <laughs> but because of the whole bit with like the mom's lover running off with like her 18 year old daughter and that like that's why she murdered him it just was all sad and I didn't like that yeah no I got it uh Megan what about you oh I'm sorry I got so distracted by (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna give it an eight okay and what was your favorite moment oh oh oh, the uh, the fashion show Yeah. yeah that was my favorite moment too yeah, that's give me a fashion, yeah. like especially an 80s fashion show. Mm. You know, I honestly, and because it went on for a decent amount of time uh-huh. and yeah. just, yeah, I loved it. And it, yeah, I really do like, I mean, yes, the ending is a bit sad. So that's why it's not 
maybe a little higher, but yeah, I, I really loved it. I think for the fashion show alone, it's an eight. You know what I mean? Like they obviously put yeah. so much work into it and they actually had lots of outfits. I mean, that was really fun. Uh, the fashion show is my favorite part. Um, and I'm going to also give it an eight. I think it's, there's something, actually it's right. It's like one I've rewatched a lot, but there's something about it that makes it slightly less fun for me than some of the others. And I'm not sure if it is the element with the mother daughter. I'm sure that's part of it, but it's just something about it all feels very sad that I just think it, there's like yeah. sort of a weird, and the thing with Lou Waters is really dark. And that's true. So it doesn't have the lightness that I like from my murder show, but I love the being in Paris and the, and the fashion and the modeling and stuff. Um, so yeah, so does anybody else have anything they want to add before we close out? Okay, well, thank you so much, everybody, for listening, and we hope you'll listen again next week. Bye. Bye.